Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Thank you so much to our producer, Aaron. He was the one who helped cue me to say welcome to Amplified. I was going to say good morning instead, and here we are with a much better introduction to the show. So, Andrea, how are you doing? I am absolutely excellent, Ken. (laughs) You wouldn't believe what you're going through, by the way. Uh, You would be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when you're doing great in life, there's enoughness that you just can't wait to share with the world. Never enough. Oh, man. Uh, there is so much cool. Um, actually, there's a lot for me to share. Would you mind sharing? Uh, would you mind sharing I some? I would. Uh, no, don't because, mind. Because I'm putting this up on live for us, will you actually share what you've been doing and kind of like some inspiration of what you know and some outlook of what you see for the Keep Smiling movement over the next couple of weeks while I go ahead and put this up? All right. So first of all, not to disrespect our amazing guest, Allison Robertson, but I did not feel enoughness. And so I have started my dissertation. And the dissertation has been a pleasant consumption of about four hours or more of my day, really regurgitating and taking in all the things I've learned. This is quite the program. It's a, I guess, depending on how you do it, I think it's going to take me about 200 hours to do this. But I am really getting a lot out of revisiting what I've learned in life. And so I am not only excited about having the DR in front of me, but maybe even the DR, Dr. Smiley, to actually remember who I stand to be in the world. So, um, and that by itself will add some enoughness to my enoughness. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you were going to share, because you've been doing some pretty cool things, uh, reforming the financial world and bringing abundance to a level that is so excessive that someone would have to punch themselves and, and say, wow, am I really awake? This is going to be this kind of abundance coming to life. So go ahead and share. So um, <laughs> because of Ken Rashawn, I was introduced to a gentleman named Patrick Tuttle, <clears throat> and we're working on a project that is with the Keep Smiling movement. Of course, you guys know Ken is the co-founder, and I am the executive director. And with that movement, what we have uh, created is this opportunity for us to merge with another company. Who, well, not merge per se, but like commingle some – um, partner, collaborate. Uh, collaborate. Thank you so much for being my thesaurus this morning. I needed that so much. And I have a question for you. What's another word for thesaurus? Um, book of words. There you go. <laughs> book of words that are synonymous with those you wish to say that are not the ones you know. Wait, I have a quick, really, really awesome story. Yesterday, my granddaughter was in the pool standing on a bucket and she looks at her mother and her, and she had this funny look on her face and her dad goes, what's wrong? And she goes, I'm feeling tumultuous. And or or no, she said, uh, trepidatious. I'm feeling trepidatious. Mm -hmm. And we all turn and look. And my daughter looks at me and goes, I'm not even sure I've ever used that word, nor am I sure what it means. And she looks at me and I said, well, it means that, you know, she's feeling precarious. And my daughter looks at me again and Mavis looks at me and smiles and I said 
hmm. And then we were trying to think where she got the vocabulary. But then this morning I was talking with someone and realized I used uh, trepidatious. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I may have incidentally actually taught my four-year-old granddaughter to use such high, ridiculous vocabulary. Anyhow, funny story. <clears throat> well, actually, I have a quick story, too. My son, Please. when I was going to get my uh, second or third cup of coffee, my son pointed out there was a very one of those big bugs that has a lot of those legs and a lot of hair. And he says, there's a trepidatious bug on the floor. And so I took my, uh, my, uh, my precarious shoe, napkin. My, well, it was, it was actually my precarious uh, flip-flops and I slapped it down and, and it was a nefarious move, obviously. <laughs> so my son was very pleased that so much vocabulary was being emitted. Um, so those of you who know, the inside secret between Ken and I talking about vocabulary is that Ken's been working with his son. Um, his son is now, I believe, working on his fifth book. And they're talking about, you know, how to be the smartest sixth book, smartest kid in the room, um, really um, teaching him about riddles and joke books and uh, science. And, you know, so he's really teaching him higher uh, level vocabulary. And um, Ken, as you guys may or may not know, has been to 103 countries and has actually um, taken or um, studied, uh, I think, eight different languages, at least at a beginning point. Can I, so that can I cut can in and lovely. just say, so this isn't about me, and this is also a bridge to our guest. I want to just say that the reason I studied 13 countries is because when I got to 12, I said, this is not enoughness. It's not and, enough. <laughs> and, and No, and then when I got to 99 countries, I was like, should I quit? And I was like, no, that's not enoughness. So I actually was like, I'm going to keep going. So I can't I wait to bring it. our guest right. on. You know, I wait, have, wait, I still need to bridge know, to this let's, other part. Let's, let, well, I want to bridge the bridge. So go ahead, bridge it. Okay, cool. So uh, this this one project is called the Smile Project, and um, that will be happening in the future. Right now, we've taken a break from that, and now uh, with this company, I've become a partner in the company. It's called Opus Finance, and uh, the last three and a half years, some very big players in the world have come together to create a new crypto technology that uh, literally goes along with what um, Allison is talking about because right now one of our mottos is enough is enough because uh, people are unhappy with the world right now as far as you know um, the way that we're being controlled for um, you know think about our money our traditional banking systems we're, we're fed up with fees wait times uh, rules regulations um, uh, FICO scores um, the limitations you know so many things for people to be able to have access to money and so we now are leaking information uh, to the people that's to all of you who are listening and watching who are frustrated, mad, disappointed, disgusted, just have had enough and uh, are really looking to mm. find out how we can support humanity by creating our own decentralized banking system. And our decentralized banking system will be a stand for the people um, within humanity all over the world to have equal representation, to be able to have access, to get loans, to get funding, to get grants, all kinds of things like that. Um, so those people who are interested in um, crypto technology, innovation, banking, and humanity. Um, <clears throat> all I can say is I'm sworn to secrecy, but they're allowing me to eke out some information. So if any of these things interest you at all, please reach out to me. Wait, wait, <clears throat> wait, wait. Okay. If you are not feeling enoughness in abundance, <clears throat> finance, and the state of the economy and the future of humanity, now go ahead. Then reach out to me, Andrea Adams Miller. Uh, reach out to me um, at the red carpet connection .com. Mm -hmm. 
theredcarpetconnection.com. We'll be sharing how you can get involved um, and how we're creating some cryptocurrency that's actually supporting the crypto technology. So Mm -hmm. it's about time that we've decided that there's an equal chance for everyone. So super excited. Uh, This is really changing the world for everyone. And it's about um, creating something new. Um, uh, By the way, the people who have um, that are creating this have had their fingers in things like TikTok, Snapchat, Amazon, Google, you know, Facebook. You so know, we get just it. The name of so you. let's let's bring to our guest. So I, I want to say that this is the most interesting show to prepare for because I've never had a show in my four years where I was stopped by the police for the time I was supposed to actually speak to her about the show today. So here I was driving along. We were talking about how exciting the show was. And I take a turn into the departure area. And so the entrance area of the train station, I was picking up a friend and boom, please stop me. And I said, Hey, we're going to have to defer this call, at least for me. So I talked to Allison this morning. We had a great conversation. I'm ready for an amazing show. Please bring her on. I broke the law to have this show. All right. Uh, so uh, I broke the law in the law. One. Okay. They didn't win, right? Did they, you get a ticket? I got a warning. And so technically okay. we right. both won because they got okay. to be the integrity of the law and I got to be the integrity of not paying. All right. <laughs> well, good. Oh, I'm glad we wish that for you. Uh, so uh, let me bring her back on our beautiful guest so that you can be seeing her while I'm talking about her as well. And um, again, we want to thank Opus Finance because they're going to be blasting your show today out to their world and so forth. So Amplified with Ken Rashawn will be reaching an even bigger audience. So I always like that with abundance. Uh, they are. It's like for Alex them. No, but in a way, it's like this show is not enoughness for them until it reaches the world. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, they said, you know, they love smiles and they love what I'm doing to help them. Because and they I'm love Allison. And they are going to love Allison as we introduce her. Allison Robertson is an actor personal development coach, motivational speaker, and a podcast host of Hold the Drama, and she has a new show coming on as well. Allison has been working with clients for over a decade to move from where they are in life to where they want to be, and her book, Enoughness, hence the reason enough has been coming out in the vocabulary quite a bit, The Simple Truth of Embracing You, encourages readers to create their perfect lives. So here is this remarkable woman who's got so much going on, so much in her world. Allison, yay, welcome to the show. Hey, Allison, how are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. You guys are so much fun. <laughs> I got to say that when I was reading your book, I was wondering if it was going to be enoughness because it was quite a claim at the beginning of the cover to say that. And I was waiting like it wasn't going to be enoughness. And you'd come back and you say, there's a volume two coming out to really round out the enoughness. But you you did it. You did a great job. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, I have too many questions. So I think what we'll do is we'll do a hybrid of what our show is. So our show is typically a longer answers with questions and then a gold nuggets if it's with your permission i'd like to have the journey of who you are and the relatedness to your audience really come out but then after that we go a little bit more like question and how we can get to the end of that answer a little quicker is that cool (laughs) anything you want well I, i what i want is to have the audience realize your brilliance and that they actually will get so much out of this book so i want to give them a lot more than i normally do in a show is that cool I love that. All Thank right. You. So let's start off with your, your story, as it were. And I'm going to give you, um, obviously, as much time as you need. But if you could do it in three to five, maybe six minutes, that'd be awesome. Okay. And so here's the questions. And they go together. 
So, um, you know, where were you born? What was your childhood like? What happened in your childhood that caused you to be kind of who you are today? And then anything else that's relevant to this book. All right. Okay. With regard to your journey to, to grow up. Okay. Understood. Understood. Well, um, I'm Allison Robertson and I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio. And, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there not another city that's more enoughness than Cleveland, Ohio? <laughs> it is enough. And by the way, Allison, I live in Ohio. I didn't even know if you knew that. So I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, um, so, and I'm like only a flight away from Ohio. I mean, what are the odds? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my entire family is from New Jersey, but my father was a salesman and happened to be transferred to Cleveland right before I was born, and that's where I made my debut. Um, and then I was, uh, I grew up in New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. So, um, so at age one, what did you think about the difference between New Jersey and Ohio? You know what? I just was like, you know, this pales in comparison. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I've just been trying to get back to Cleveland. You're like, I'm so, going to write a book uh, in a couple of years from now. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in New Jersey, um, which you know, I'm living in California now in Los Angeles for the past 20 years, and I have kids that I'm bringing up in California, but I miss the East Coast. I'm an East Coast woman. Come on back. Come on back. I'm an, e I'm an East Coast woman for sure. No, you mean, but I mean, come on back. Come on back to yeah, East yeah. Coast. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time. I really do. Um, so I'm an only child, but I grew up in a multi-generational household. So um, it was, it made, that is really who made me. So it, was, it, so it was a bit trepidatious at times. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I never missed siblings because I had my, gra my grandmother with me and my mom and dad. And at one point my aunt was there. So uh, and I have actually recreated that same dynamic in my own life right now. Hence the so modern live, family uh, dedication. Hence. Did yes, you see that? Yes. Did you see that? You really, <laughs> really paid attention. Um, I think the only thing I missed in my childhood was that sibling aspect, was that big family aspect. So um, any anybody close to me, any friends has always become family for me. Uh, growing up in New Jersey, I was an athlete. So I was always playing sports. I don't know if I wanted to play sports, but I had a father who was very... Um, Which sports were they? Uh, I played softball, I played soccer, and then I ended my high school career as an all South Jersey field hockey player. Cool. So um, most people don't know, know that about me. And then now they um, do. Now they do. <laughs> now they do. Cat is um, out of the bag. I mean, I'm so glad the internet was not the internet then. <laughs> uh, and then in high school, I started to discover the creative arts. Um, because I was an only child, I, I got to travel with my parents all the time. My father was a gambler. So he spent lots of times in casinos. And that's where, where um, I got a lot of my education as a child. I mean, like most what? People, what did you learn? Most, most people went to the Grand Canyon. We were in Vegas or Tahoe or the Bahamas. So, um, so what was that I, education, though? What did, you, what did you learn from that? Um, Oh my God, are you kidding? Uh, Man, glamour. Kidding. <laughs> How to roll the die. Glamour. <laughs> um, what, what are the odds? What's the under the over? Um, also showmanship. You know, I got to see unbelievable shows and meet unbelievable people. And in that journey, um, I got to meet Liberace in that time. Wow. And form a friendship there. And wow. that is where, wow. that is where like my- That's like a double wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. That Ken is, and I is, only got to go to his museum. Oh. Well, his, and, and his house and mansion. I and mean, that was, and that's where house. he lived. By the way, that's well, the same place, by the way. His house, his mansion, and his museum are all the same place. Well, his whole life was like that. <laughs> and 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 a, by a turn of events, I became very close with his last protege. And in the last years of Liberace's life, I was um, touring with him and his company. And and that is how. So how did this even occur? It's you know, Ken, you don't have enough time on this show. How, for how that. about the, how about the the minute revert? I just need to hear. I gotta hear how um, that happened. His last protege was Eric Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Eric was, um, we were both minors and he, his family was like, and my mother would, couldn't believe that poor Eric was traveling the world by himself. Um, I had, we had the ability to travel with. Liberace said, let's, he needs a companion. And off I went. And that in that amazing. time, it, and it was summer vacation off school. And off I went learning standards learning how to sing, learning showmanship. And that is when I discovered my true passion, which was, you know, being an entertainer. So that's when the field hockey stick sort of went placed down and my creative arts passion rose. And that was, I was about 14. And then- How did your dad um, feel about that, switching from athletics to creative arts? You know what, my, my parents have always been so supportive, but I think my father just sort of, I was also becoming- a woman. I was also becoming this pretty little girl. And my dad sort of was like, I don't know what to do with her other than just give her whatever she wants, which is I talk <laughs> about in the book. <laughs> um, and he was just always very supportive and proud. And he would always say things like, is this what you want to do? Like he didn't understand it. Um, so that's really where my mother came in and being very supportive of um, understanding that creative art. So my, my childhood, I always say, was I spoiled? No. Was I privileged? Yes, because of the support and love that I had. Cool. All right. You ready to go for uh, some adrenaline with uh, a lot of questions? Yeah. All right, I'm, here we go. Yeah, I'm ready, sir. <clears throat> so let's, let's start off with your choice of opening influencer and quote chosen Oprah. So, yeah. so tell me why Oprah uh, earned that distinction. And uh, the quote was, trust everything that happens for a reason, even when you're not wise enough to see it. I love everything that Oprah, first of all, I grew up watching Oprah, watching her journey. Um, And I think I love what Oprah does with other people's content, how she takes it and shares it. Mm -hmm. And how she, in the beginning of her journey, she was just a conduit for people. You know, she just created a stage, brought people on, and and just presented. I mean, she's become so much more than that now. But when I was first watching her um, in my teenage years, I, I love that. I, I, did, I never thought of her as an influencer herself as much as just the conduit to share other people's information. Um, I probably have that language now. I didn't understand it then. Um, I also always felt for me she was a source for me to understand the first time for personal development. It's the first time I met people like Wayne Dwyer or Dr. Phil or any, anybody that is now the giants that I have learned from. So um, it was sort of my paying homage to her being the beacon for me. And uh, you had a quote, um, I guess, kind of close to the introduction that really, 
I guess, embraces the embracement of your title. So enoughness, mm-hmm. the simple truth of embracing you, your quote is when your light is on and you are your authentic self, you will be seen. Mm-hmm. So that's an early message that you give. And the two parts of this question are t- talk about that quote and why that was important to share, but more importantly, why the book was important to write. Um, I do believe that I, as a coach, I have always said to people, you know, I believe we turn our lights on and off. Sometimes we're conscious of it. Sometimes we're not. Um, And I think if you can get conscious to turning on your light, when you turn your light on, people can really see you. And I think that scares people to death when their lights authentically on, because when your lights authentically on, you get a lot of attention. Um, As a performer, you learn to do it quickly right? You usually learn to do it on stage. But I want to teach people that turn your light on in real life. Just be prepared for the feedback that might come with it, right? And the adjustments that you might need to make. So with that, the book was born because I've been on such a journey as a performer to learn to trust myself and stop living in fear, all to be on stage, all to be in front of an audience. And then I started to realize But in order to do that, I had to be okay with myself. I had to embrace everything that was wonderful or flawed or uh, needed adjusting in me. And I did so much personal development work that I turned it into a business. Um, I realized I had a gift for it. And then that's the passion for the book was that I realized that one size didn't fit all. And I wanted to share what I had to say and It was about being authentic and not living in fear and learning how to use gratitude to move you forward. Um, But also knowing that people want something more all the time. They want to lose 10 pounds. They want thousands of more dollars in their bank account. They need something more before they can go after their dream or what they're looking for. And I want to say, how about if you had everything you need right now to start Sure, maybe you need to go to therapy or maybe you need that extra money or maybe it'd be great to get healthier. But what if it was okay that you were enough right now to start your journey today? And my book or my voice or my thoughts were just enough to get you to go, yes, today's the day. You know, there's a, I wouldn't call it synonymous, but there is a a more brutal way to, I guess, for me, what I teach my son is that excuses are for losers and the people that don't say they're enough are actually excusing themselves from being enough. And I think that's really a hard in your face type of way of saying it, but sometimes you need that, that slap, so to speak, to wake up and say, wow, if I had a gun to head, I could make it happen. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's so East coast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I so missed that, but that, but that is really how I was brought up, right? Right. That very hardcore, you know, you're going to do it. If your back is against the wall, what do you do? Yep. Right. Freaking do it. Yeah. And and I do say in my book, I take the bull by the horns. I learned how to do that. Right. That's great. So, um, you did something kind of refreshing in the book I haven't seen done very often. Um, you had, so for those of you who haven't seen the book cover, um, there it is. Beautiful book. Um, definitely a manageable book to read. It's, uh, it's, it's well-written. It flows. And I love the part on, I guess, Roman numeral eight, where you give all these lovely words. Yeah. And I like that because you start setting the mindset and you start setting the intention. And you also start setting 
our lovely thesaurus of synonyms of who you are going to be or how you're going to feel or how you are writing this book. So I really like that a lot. And, uh, you know, we did a book, I mean, we did a flyer about love language and all the words you'd use to actually express love. And there's, you know, there's hundreds, but uh, we used to, we chose a hundred just to, if you're with those words, you're actually starting to program your brain to actually only go those different channels. So if you hear that word, it makes you feel love or makes you feel positive. So I was, I was really enjoying the fact that you took the time to give a whole slew of nice words to implement into your vocabulary, but also into your thinking. I, I love that you, you acknowledge that because I really wrote the book, how I like to read personal development books. And I am a big one of how my mind's eye sees something mm -hmm. when I'm seeing a book. So yes, the book is not very long because I think when we're trying to chase after our dreams or to make a change in us personally, I don't think we have the attention span to hang in there very long. So let's get to the point. And by the way, um, your, your book is not uh, very short either. It's 150 some pages. So it's, it's not a, and by the way, you even cheat yourself out of 10 pages because you Roman numeralize the hell out of the beginning <laughs> of the book. And I just want to say, you give so many gifts in this book and you're like, you know what, this is a gift. I'm not going to count this as a Roman. I mean, as a real number, I'm just going to count as a Roman number, but there were so many gifts in this book. And so I want to say this is probably more like 190 pages or 380 okay. pages. That's very sweet. <laughs> very sweet of you to say, but I did want to make it so that people walked away with something as opposed to, because I think a lot of books, you hear the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I, and I ooh. wanted to make sure that you heard a solution uh -huh. and my mindset is, is the key for me in my own personal life in what I'm teaching my children, what I'm helping clients with. But in the book, if you walked away with anything, it was that your mindset needed to change. You know what? I, you just gave me the best idea ever for a book. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> so a personal development book where it's about this thick, just like yours is 170 pages or whatever. And you Roman numeralize all up to like 160 and, and you say this book is only 20 pages. It's only 20 pages to read. <laughs> you can do this. But people are like you reading the Roman numerals. Sitting. Yeah, they're reading the Roman numerals like, this is really good stuff too. And, there's, and you're sneaking in all this extra content and gifts. That's so cool. I love how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk uh, Jack of all trades or uh, Jane of all trades. Uh, uh, and we are uh, almost to break as well. Just so And I can you believe it? I mean, Allison, this is like a little way of saying that we're almost halfway there. Oh, good. <laughs> so it, without, um, I guess, going too much in the detail, Jack of all trades, Jane of all trades, that was an interesting point you brought up in the beginning of the book. I wanted to address that. Do you want me to share? It? Yeah, please yeah. share Share why you brought that up so early and, and why it's important. I think, because I think people say it negatively all the time. Exactly. I'm a jack of all trades. And really the, the way the saying was meant to say is meant it was a good thing. Right. It meant that you had a multi-passionate. It meant that you could do lots of things. And mm -hmm. we say it in a negative thing as if we're still searching <clears throat> for something. And I want people to turn it around and say, I'm a jack of all trades. I have many things that I can explore. And I'm a master of none, which is a great thing. It means I can yes. do and, and that was the context in which people started thinking the negative is that the but, the yes. but part. And uh, the but part is possibly true, but the part that you bring it up in the book is that when you are a jack of all trades, you have a different way of thinking of so many different ways of approaching a problem, which is really admirable. If you are so one-dimensional, you could get knocked out. It's like the all the eggs in one basket kind of thing. So Correct. I did love that. All right. Okay. We're going to go to break, I guess, from the cue that we – so this is enoughness for the first segment. <laughs> 
just so we're clear. Yes, it is. <laughs> and just so you all know, uh, not only are we jack of all trades, but all of us are masters of many. So we want to thank our sponsors, and our sponsors are The Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, The Red Carpet Connection, and Opus Finance. So uh, after this, we'll be back to you with more Enoughness. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, well, welcome back to the enoughness second segment. We are hoping that we can get enough in the second segment that we can call this a wrap and give you so much value. You can't wait to go get the book. So Allison, first and foremost, how can people follow you? How can people get this book? Since some of them are probably excited to see how many Roman numerals early are. <laughs> well, they can certainly go to my website at allisonrobertson.com and at the website, they can download a free PDF of the book. Um, but you can also get the hard copy and see the Roman numerals for yourself um, at Amazon.com. And I'm also on Audible where I read the book. Um, so I want to remind people too real quick, Ken. Allison is spelled with only one L. That oh, was a, enough for her. That, that was, was enough, enough for her. <laughs> hey, if someone was to like PayPal you like an extra 20 bucks, 100 bucks, would you actually – circle all the Roman numerals and initial them? I mean, is that yes. something you'd well, want? Absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, I would really take it to another level. So um, so there was a, a, a quote in the book that I reference in a couple of my books about, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of hop around the book so we can at least randomly complete it, okay? okay. So um, what, what did that mean and, and why did you share that? Uh, well, I think because who we hang around and – uh, who is in our world and who supports us absolutely has an impact on who we are, um, how we live our life and how we make money. <laughs> so I think uh, who we keep close to us is important. Um, and I think, you know, if we have toxic people around us, it's a habit and it's something we have to change and it's something we have to become aware of. So yes, show me your friends and I'll show you how your life is. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's something we take for granted. We assume that who our tribe is, we can't change or who our tribe is, we can't elevate. And uh, the use of Mr. Eckhart Tolle just before your chapter nine, and he lets me call him the toll master, just so you know, okay. um, 
Yeah. So acknowledging the good that will, that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. Yes. Love the quote, love the beginning of how you, ch- I do like quotes because they do kind of embody where you're going to go with your, your, your body of content. So um, say anything you would like about Eckhart, but also about the chapter nine. Um, love Eckhart. Um, again, another one who was introduced to me through Oprah, <laughs> my, my guiding, my guiding guru. Um, that comes back to gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when, we, when we appreciate what gratitude makes what we have enough, right? And that goes back to what Eckhart's saying. So if you appreciate what you have around you, you appreciate what we have right now, even if it's not a lot or you want more. I'm not saying you don't want more, but appreciating what you have today makes what we have enough so then going forth, we feel um, abundant. We feel not less than. We don't feel in lack. So we're able to move forward with a positive mindset or, or a positive thought. So that is why I, I appreciated that quote most of all. Cool. So to keep the surprises coming, chapter four, um, you have the playlist in your head. And mm-hmm. how, how did you get here? So mm-hmm. a lot of people won't acknowledge that they were in control of how they got where they got. And so I, I, I find that humorous because that means they have no power to actually change where they're going to go next. So yes. um, the, how did you get here? You want to share why you put that? Well, it was, it's a part of my modern family statement um, because when people are upset or we're going through something or they'll say something, my statement in my household is like, okay, great. How'd you get here? How did we get here? How did this conversation start? How did this upset start? Or how did this, okay, great, mindset begin? Because you didn't just arrive where you are. <laughs> Many factors happened to bring you to this point. So let's trace it back and figure it out. And that goes for your own life, the choices you made. Um, the other thing about that, when you're looking at the playlist of your life, a lot of times we have regret or we have guilt or we have shame or we have all these wonderful, horrible words that sneak up. And I would rather you change it and see like, this is what shaped you. And um, instead of having doubt or regret or shame, think, all right, this is the path I was on that led me to the next path and start embracing it. And also seeing yourself at that age that you um, experienced it, not the adult you are now or the age you are now, you know, really, really looking at it for what it is. And, and how guilt versus shame kind of plays into that storyline. Yes. Um, I think those emotions are hard to touch. I think those emotions are things that people step away from like a hot fire um, I think guilt is a wasted emotion. And I think it's the first thing you need to say, like, ah, guilt is wasted. Mm-hmm. You know, shame is, is something you should definitely look into, get help for, figure it out in yourself. Shame can be handed down in a family. Shame can wash over you and drain everything out of you. So get to the bottom as quickly as possible. Um, and then it goes back to, you know, my, one of my other favorites, which is Maya Angelou. When we know better, we do better. So the more you can look at that playlist, the more you can see about the choices you made, that as you learn um, what you experienced or when you learn uh, from that lesson and you take it into the future, if you can do better, if you know better, you can do better. You know, but if you don't look at how you experience something or you don't look at what you learned, you can't make that change. 
Very good. And uh, what I want to make sure is uh, that Andre gets an opportunity to also, Andre, did you have a question you want to interject right now or did you want to wait? Um, it's, part of it's a question and part of it's an opportunity for Allison to explore more. Allison and I talked before the show about um, your ability, um, people, and when I say you, I mean the audience, their ability to resolve or to come back to a uh, normal after crisis or a situation. And, and we were talking about how important. So I'd like Allison to expand on that. And Allison, you know, you talked about how much your acting life led you to where you are now, but how your business of working with people and coaching them and helping them find this world, that that's been part of your life that you really want the world to know more about and really get that that's what, that the acting's awesome and you love it. But that's really what what your gift is from your heart so if you share more about that as well sure yeah andre and i were talking about that people can have uh, an upset or an argument or even something traumatic happen and everybody has a different time frame on what their recovery time is mm -hmm. you know some people might take days some people might take hours some people might take moments and i and i think based on um your, how healthy you are or what the tools you have. It's based on how shortening of your recovery time is. And I think we need to be very aware and patient with each other's recovery times of how quickly someone can jump back into life. Um, and, 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 we were talking about how quickly our recovery times are. Well, that we're very, we can very share, good. Allison. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll share. So uh, right before the show, fifth, well, what was it, like 10 minutes till? Um, as you guys know, I'm the executive director of the Keep Smiling movement. So people reach out to me um, in crisis. So uh, someone called in a suicidal situation. And so, um, so I'm trying to manage the show, get things happening. Ken needed something else for later and was asking me about it. So there's a lot of other input of things that need to be done for the rest for the life for the world to go on for everyone else and then now I have someone and it's someone that I know in major crisis so I'm you know uh, calling the police I'm you know handling all of this and so instant you know tears come to the eyes but I was able to and she was like oh no are you okay and I'm like no I've got this and you know was able to instantly reframe and be back and then I was we were talking about that like how do we teach people and Allison's gift is she does that as well she also teaches people we, we can't have enough of people who are um, helping people be able to get to the status where they can recover quickly and still move on no matter what is happening in their lives and so Allison has this gift as well and her co and that's why I wanted her to share more about her coaching because we really uh, from the keep smiling standpoint and from the standpoint of amplified want to amplify that part of your business because we know that there's thousands of people in distress and they need you and all of us that's that's great. No, it's part of one of the things is I do believe that everybody has a gift and a passion that they have. Um, a gift is something that you're absolutely born with and everybody wants it to be something extremely sexy and cool and, you know, very shiny. And it, it might be something as simple as you're a great organizer um, or you, you know, are really good at talking to people. Mine is since I was a little girl from kinder in kindergarten, I can always remember understanding people emotionally and helping them move from point A to point B. It's something I've always been able to do. Um, my passion is I'm a performer. I love to do it. I'll do it in a church basement. I'll also do it for Universal Studios. It doesn't matter to me. I'll do it for money. I'll do it for not for money. Um, so the moment I realized that they were two different things, it made my life easier. I do discuss that in the book. Um, and I think if people can really figure that out and realize that there's talents and skills in between that, 
between that gift and that passion. So my gift, I do have a business and um, helping people become conscious of how they communicate, um, how, they're, how they're being seen in the world, how they're receiving feedback. Um, and most of all, slowing down their responses as opposed to their reaction in the world. Um, is, is key to most everything they do, whether they're starting a business, whether they're entering into a relationship, whether they're blending their families. Um, it's mostly starting with themselves and trusting yourself. Stop living in fear and finding gratitude um, is, is basically what our firm is, is built on here in Los Angeles. Okay, so thank you for that. And I wanted to say that you know, some people's gift is they're an organizer, as you said, and I feel vulnerable, but I want to, I guess, share for the first time what I think my gift is. Okay. I can't I'm a, wait. I'm a Romanizer. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Did you? How'd you know? That is crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> trying not to laugh before you <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that, actually. I'm very, I'm very honored. I could feel that it was coming. <laughs> well, uh, the, the thing that you guys were both talking about. There's two parts in the book. First, the first part of the book of whose rule book is it anyway, mm -hmm. kind of speaks that a little bit. And then the other one is your Einstein quote, which is about the tools. Mm -hmm. So um, the more the more the knowledge, less of the ego, less of the knowledge, the higher the ego, the more the ego. And mm -hmm. when you have ego in the way, you are in a state of ignorance of actually what it takes to actually get past what you're dealing with. Cause you have to be in the right mode instead of the, I don't know, so I can find out. Right. 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 So ego is, is a, is a big part of was the last part of my training that I did was a lot. I did a lot of ego work because, and I don't mean ego. I'm so great. I mean the ego that's protecting you, the ego that makes you want to be right all the time. You know, when you're in that argument and you just know you're wrong, but you keep talking, that's the ego I'm talking about. I you think, I think ego waffles got it right. Let go of your ego. <laughs> yes. It's shocking. It's shocking. But, and I just think we don't teach society or children or anything no. about that, that, you know, um, one of my other favorite people is Dr. Wayne Dwyer um, because he was the first personal development person I really was, you know, uh, in contact with. He was the first person I ever saw speak in my Teen, in my late teens, early twenties, and um, he he was the first one to bring that ego, you know, to to my to my mind, you know, to pay, pay attention to it because I always thought ego was like machismo. I didn't think of it as something keeping us. Ego is just to protect us, and sometimes we don't need that protection. We just need to be kind. If you need to be right or kind, please choose, choose kindness. Amen. Amen. Because that is the right thing to do mm -hmm. because it leads to actually the result you probably wanted anyway. M most times. Yes. Yes. It may not feel that way, but it will lead you there because the communication will be open. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the, uh, I was watching a documentary last night and I might have to search it while Andrea asked a question, but it's called inmate number one. And it's about, the, the gentleman who's been in hundreds and hundreds of movies as 
the tough guy. And uh, like I said, I'm going to get his name before, but it's, it, the documentary is called Inmate Number One. And he did hard, hard time. Oh, Danny Trejo. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Oh, Good job. <laughs> so Danny Trejo um, shares a story of how likely was it that he was going to become this sought after actor that he's in everything that he gets to just be, just be himself. He just gets to be himself. He's never deviated from being this tough guy. He's, I mean, his average movie is basically called Badass. And he said that he, he got out of prison and he just decided to be nice to people and he didn't expect anything to come of it. And he was and so- he's an entrepreneur. And he's, yes. he's, he has, a, he has a, a restaurants here in LA. Yes, but the entrepreneur okay, exactly. came from the dream of actually being nice. That's my point. Yeah. He, could, he could have been right that he is not employable which he actually, he, in, inside himself, he believed that. Inside I'm himself, sure. his enoughness was, I did my time, no one wants me. Okay? I'm damaged, I'm flawed. Uh, exactly. But his other belief system was, why not just be nice? Since I don't have a choice about it, why not just be nice? And in showing up and being nice, he really got embraced. And because he was so freaking talented and reliable and, and just, he really is a great, that's a great documentary to recommend. Oh, I'm going to definitely watch that. Okay. Yeah, and, and I was going to say that um, things like that particular documentary, when you're re republishing this, add, add some really good uh, examples of people that you could watch in documentaries that they actually got over the enoughness part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's so huge. And it's yeah. living examples that it's true. This isn't just a theory. Yeah, okay. yes. I want to start um, the rapid fire pretty soon. What do you think, Andrea? Sounds like a beautiful idea. I, I think it sounds like it's the right idea. Okay, so this book, um, you said we're, we can get it. What is next for you? What is, what's happening during COVID in a concise answer that you're creating that's along the lines with this? By, by the way, oh, wait, wait, wait. some answers. Yeah, and by the way, there's one thing I want to say. This book needs a workbook with it. It can, be a, it can be a short, small workbook, but it needs something that you can actually journal and, and get through the, have, the book with. I have a companion journal that's online, but I am, that's, that is one of my dreams is to have a workbook with it. That is just, one of just my... Just so you know, Allison, if you do that and then with your Audible and then also have something else like a tracking device, you sell it together as a package, it now becomes like a $1,000 course, just so you know. And yeah, and at the end of this book, at the end of this book, you can say if you didn't get enoughness of the Roman numerals, there's more in the workbook. So you can always have more room. <laughs> you, you know, you could do a, a, a series of 10 X, you know, so. <laughs> the X series, the X series. I love it. I love yeah. And, so, and, you know, there's so few people that have gone to the L or the C in Roman numerals. So, I mean, this is really quite an accomplishment. Give us time. <laughs> you give us time, sir. We're on our way. We're on our way. I'm a girl from New Jersey. Don't forget. I was born in Cleveland, but I'm still a girl from New Jersey. It's, it's very oh. evident. It's very evident. So I don't know if that isn't a question. I guess the question is, uh, you, you do have some of this stuff coming out. I do. Um, I Podcast I your podcast. I have, I have three things that are happening. Um, I am, I'm going to be releasing a new podcast called The Con Artist. With oh, my I was hoping enough. Diver. Um, and it's, called, it's about the art of confidence through the creative mind. And we're going to be really diving into the imposter syndrome um, across all different fields. And um, the second thing is I'm working on my second book about communication um, and, number two, yeah, right? <laughs> and the third thing is, is that I am starting this week as the co-host of Mindplore. 
So I will be oh, doing Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good. So she I'm, needs that. Good. Because um, so that for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. Mindplore, Carla Reichman, uh, Ken uh, started on that show, met new Carla. Okay. And then because of Ken's busy schedule, had me uh, represent uh, the Keep Smiling movement on there. And then Allison, um, I introduced Cody Rain to Carla uh, through my connection with Trey Carmichael. And then that's how you ended up coming to the show. So, yeah. uh, so it all kind of started with Ken. <laughs> so, uh, so what you're saying, if I can translate this, is that if my employer is not enoughness, you can go to con artist and vice versa. Listen, you can just bounce around and then I'll put it in a Roman numeral and it would be all set. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? You should talk to uh, Trejo about the fact that he has an inmate number one. He should be inmate Roman numeral one. That would have been a lot yeah. better. I think he might be our first guest on our podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Do you know him? Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually think I know his agent. So Okay. Well, yeah. bring him on over here because we love him. Yeah, Allison's podcast, by the way, guys, is going to be with high-level people in the world. So uh, going to be a great show. Um, her and Blake really have a really great network of people, um, high influencers, <laughs> actors, so forth. It'll be you great. could almost imagine what her Keep Smiling book would be like. It's going to be like enoughness of influencers. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like where you're going. In fact, um, Keep Smiling is enoughness. I think that's the name of our Keep Smiling book with you. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, if you smile, if you're really, really happy, it's enough. It's enough that you couldn't really have a better life. Can I tell you something? That is why I'm smiling on the cover of my book. Yeah. Because so much, I have so much responsibility in my world uh -huh. that, and I do a lot of things that, it's not that I don't smile often. It's just, I'm always moving. Right. That I thought that was the epitome of me in enoughness is laughing nice. like that. That's so, beautiful. Well, we're doing a horrible job with rapid fire. So we did, we did a really different show. So it kind of felt like a lot of rapid fire, but we got to ask a lot of questions right now. So we're going to move. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. All right, go ahead. Oh. Well, it's not you. Sh it's that we have to. Sh <laughs> I mean, it's the shisher, right? <laughs> All right. So um, do you want me to ask the first question since that wasn't like, a I do Ken. Okay. So a book that changed your life, not counting yours. Oh, I have two. Okay, um, go for it. The four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Boom. And what to say when you talk to yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. Absolutely 100% changed my and life. And by the way, mm -hmm. um, just for you, I love the four agreements and I have already emailed him. It should be the four, Roman numeral four agreements. Okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> he, he was, he was uh, writing that as we spoke. Uh, okay. the, song, the song, the music that gets you jazzed going when you're feeling down, what gets you back up? Oh my gosh. Nobody knows this. Anything reggae. My children, really? absolutely, yes. I'm like a secret reggae lover. Um, there's, a, there's a man named Conqueror. My children are about dying. But, my, but, I, but also anything Etta James. Of course. Oh, I mm. sing Etta all the time. I love her. Etta James. Mm -hmm. but, That's yeah. great. Okay. And um, since you are a lover of quotes, what's a quote you live by? When someone shows you who they are, believe them by Maya Angelou. Nice. Mm. Games that you played as a child. Well, I was an only child, so the game playing was really limited. Solitarish. Um, clue is really fun, isn't it? You have to hide you have to hide the clues and then wait a month and hope you forgot them. Yeah. But um I I would I would say um 
the, the was payday if I got anyone to play a game was payday, payday. which makes sense to me now. <laughs> All right, uh, two part quick question: favorite place you've traveled and place you'd want to travel to after COVID. Um, one of my favorite places I traveled was Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, the tattoo. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. The tattoo. I loved it. Um, I read you, that's because I read your book. Because one of, the, <laughs> one of the things that I loved about Scotland is that I get named for where I'm from. Uh -huh. And mm. Scotland was the one place I went where I was like, oh, I actually look like the people from here. Because people right. say I look Italian, I look this. But I actually went to Edinburgh and thought, oh, no, here's my people. This is because nice. Alison Robertson is about as Scottish as you come. It's bloody right. Scottish. And then where would, you, where would you like to go um, that you haven't been? I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Florence. Well, you need to be with your other people. That yeah. think you're your, that think the you're other people, people you look like. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll get there and they'll go, you're not our people, but you're <laughs> not ours. <laughs> I think with all the Roman numerals, I think you should go to Greece, honestly, and just damn oh, it up. <laughs> <laughs> For you, right. I will do that. Thank you. Andrea? So what hobbies do you have now that nobody knows about? Oh, I started gardening. And I also have started pickling things. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing like pickling gardens. I'm telling you, I love them. I it's like so, sweet pickles, so. It's so shocking. Yeah, yeah you take a big take a big tub, put all the I, garden in there, and vinegar. I, I also um, um, make a great Italian dinner. So I feel like I was rather vulnerable in this show and that I shared that I watched that um, Inmate One uh, documentary mm -hmm. last night. I mean, first of all, I'm telling people what I'm doing with my life. Well, That's you know, you were on your way there, Ken, when you got pulled over. You're making sure you're fit for it. <laughs> so yeah. what's, what's a movie that is a, a, a must watch or that inspires you that you recommend? And you can give up to two if you'd like. Um, Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> How about those apples? Uh -huh. <laughs> and um, American President. Oh. Very cool. Nice. All right, Andrea. Um, we and we need to go. We are well. Listen, um, if there was if there was enoughness to ask another question, Allison. Yes. What would it be? What would the question be <laughs> without the answer? Because we don't have enough time to hear the answer. What would the question be? <laughs> yeah, let's let's put out a hypothetical question. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Allison, um, have you ever imagined the world with no hypothetical questions? No. Me Never. Me either. It's, <laughs> And with thought. that, I need to I need to interrupt and thank our sponsors. Oh, also talk to about the sponsors and how they, yeah. The Umbrella Syndicate, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, and the Red Carpet Connection, the Keep Smiling Movement, and Opus Finance and Voice America Influencer Channel. And those of you who are interested in innovation and figuring out how we have a new humanity for the world and want to be in, um, part of that, then reach out to me, Andrea Adams-Miller. I'll give you that insider information. Thank you so much. Double Roman numeral fives. <laughs> Amplify your life. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.